1: What does motion sound like? With Kizzik Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get
2: a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom socks. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to Bluenile.com. That's Bluenile.com.
0: I'm Franny Benali. This is Klaus Lundekvam. I'm Matt Letitia. Dean Hammond here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letitia.
2: Oh, Belka! That's a hat trick! That's an
1: unbelievable hat trick to Stadio Manner! Shane Long takes Southampton to Wembley! Graciano Teller with a left foot strike!
0: All pass lifts it and he's got it in as well! And Danny
2: Ings has done it again! Yeah.
3: for so checking out In That Number with me, Kevin the Moscow Mush Milverton and Ray Hunt Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter In That Number Podcasts on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe and give us good vibes. Let's go!
0: Saints, the final frontier. These are the voyages of a championship enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new gimmicks, to seek out new players and new chants, to boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Welcome to another episode of In That Number, Episode 126. Title Kevin.
3: Star Wreck the Next Generation.
0: I thought it was Start
3: Wreck. Oh shit, yeah, sorry. That's a this. good start. start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, we start as we mean to go on by wrecking everything. <laughs> start Wreck the Next Generation. Or I think the intonation's important. How about just Start Wreck the Next Generation?
0: We are back. Time to dust off the cobwebs and get back to it. This is the season preview. We will do our best to be optimistic, but currently not feeling too good about proceedings, hence the title. Today, we'll be previewing the upcoming season, which kicks off next week. Uh, We'll discuss the transfers, pre-season, and look ahead to our first competitive game at Goodison Park. Uh, Time to beam in my commander, Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton, who is actually joining me on his holiday.
3: Um, yeah, greetings.
0: <laughs> love the commitment, Kev. Whereabouts are you?
3: Uh, in uh, Kusadasi, in Turkey, on the Aegean coast. Mm.
0: See, yes, like I said, love the commitment. This is great. We have to discuss it before we move on, Kev. The Euro final, still a bit raw. Oh God. And I'm, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure I'm never gonna. Watch that again. I don't ever want to watch that again or go through that again, ever.
3: I'm with you on that one. Um, I've just been trying not to think about it. So, um, yeah, I've been pretty much put off football for um, quite a while. And then you've got a new season coming up. You think, oh, we've got a decent squad, you know. Um, And then, yeah, (laughs) we get the unexpected transfer news that we're going to talk about. We are. It's really really reignited my passion for (laughs) for football.
0: Yes, so our listeners are going to be thrilled with this one, then, aren't they? Um, and I'll also beam in our lieutenant commanders, Tim Bizance and Alex
1: Haas. How are you? Glad to be back. Uh, I'm alive. Hey, more than that. That's good. Are you, have you been enjoying your summers? Summers in Tennessee are kind of brutal, only because it's so humid. Mm-hmm. Ninety degrees. Is hot and I don't like heat, but then you couple that with like 80% humidity daily, it's it's oppressive. I, I don't like it.
0: Oh no,
1: no, thank you.
2: I
0: don't like that at all. Tim, how about you?
1: Yeah, it's been nice here
2: this past week, but the last month or so in North Carolina is just it's disgusting. So we got some rain today, which was, which was enjoyable, but nonetheless, I am happy that hopefully it'll cool down here, but that doesn't really happen here in August.
0: Yeah, I'm quite happy with, with the weather here. It has been raining today, but it's fine. We didn't get wet. We were under shelter today, so it was fine. Um, and the Olympics, uh, guys, all of you, have you been enjoying it? Like, what have you been watching?
2: Yeah, I've watched... As much as I possibly can. Anytime I've been home from work, uh, I've definitely been watching it. Uh, I've got, uh, we've, I've got a number of different stations I'm able to stream. Fortunately, between the Olympic Channel and like USA and and NBC Sports, which has allowed me, which they've done 24-hour coverage, so everything that you generally miss over the night, because uh, here in the Eastern Time Zone, uh, we are 13 hours. Behind Tokyo. Oh God! Yeah. So so for us that means that if it's 8 a.m. here, that's 9 p.m. there. So we can catch basically the first things in the morning uh, there, which are our evening, or vice versa, where it's their evening, and it's first thing in the morning here.
1: It doesn't sound like I've been watching as much as Tim has, but I've caught uh live a couple of the climbing events for the the, the debut at the olympics for sport climbing oh, yeah, which has that, been pretty cool that was awesome um, and, and yeah it kind of sort of like aligned for i could get up just earlier than teddy gets up and i could watch tv for a little bit and then make him breakfast and get him out of bed and ready for the day uh and other than that i've kind of caught highlights of certain events um just on youtube and whatnot i don't, I don't know. know my my sports uh, tolerance has been somewhat low after the the Euro finals so I watched
3: about half an hour of the opening ceremony, which confused the living fuck out of me <laughs> and it's just so depressing to watch all events with no spectators whatsoever and my heart's not in sport at the moment and yeah I didn't watch any event I haven't watched anything at all.
0: And, and no Russian national anthems at all.
3: Um, yeah, no Russian flags, no Russian representation. At least they get to play. They got something to moan about.
0: Yes. Um, I was watching. Don't laugh. I was watching the dressage, and I just thought to myself, what is the fucking point? I mean, if you if you have to wear a fucking tie and a tailcoat whilst competing, then should it really be a sport?
3: No. Um, what about snooker?
0: Yeah, but it's not at the Olympics.
3: No. But if it was,
0: yeah, I get your point. I still, don't know.
3: It doesn't it? really matter. I mean, do I, you know what? I, I I came to the conclusion from the opening ceremony that um, watching all the speeches and everything and all of the you know pump and ceremony. I mean, it's a bit of a cult, the Olympics, really, isn't it?
0: Uh, it might well be.
3: <laughs> it's just just weird the way they they're talking about it, the the Olympic movement and how protective they are of the Olympic brand. How they forced the Olympics on Tokyo.
0: Yeah,
3: I see what it's, you mean. Yeah. Funny organisation.
0: So there's this old guy, right, who gets on a bus. Um, He has nowhere to sit. So he stands by the front, leaning on his walking stick. Uh, The bus it breaks suddenly. And and the old man, he he slips, the stick slips from underneath him and he falls on his face. A young lad, he stands up and he says, if you had a rubber on the end of that, it wouldn't have happened. So the old man replies, (laughs) if your dad had taken that advice, I'd have a fucking seat. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we
1: go
2: i like
0: it i just thought i'd start with a joke just to try and ease us in a little bit um itn news kev
3: this is itn in that number news
0: okay itn news then uh, we'll start with the bombshell Danny Ings, of course, I was at St. Mary's um, on Wednesday night. I was really, really excited for the game. Obviously, you know, I've not been back for so long and it was just, you know, everything was starting up again. Really excited. And then the news filters through and it just, you know, it sunk me. And suddenly the match, it didn't really matter anymore. And the returning didn't matter. And I was just gutted. And it's still I still I still find it hard to believe because. Right. Well, this is where I stand on it. I mean, he says he was happy here. The club said he would be signing. He still doesn't sign. Then he says he wants to to better himself and play Champions League football. And then he goes to Aston Villa. I mean, sideways, possibly. I'm torn because, I mean, if he had gone to a Champions League club, he probably wouldn't have started. Um, But at least if he's at Villa, he's going to start. So I'm pleased for him in that regard. Uh, He's going to get his minutes, but... I don't think he's bettered his situation. It's just more of a money move, isn't it? That's what it says to me. Um, and it was just shows how desperate he was to, to get out. He would have moved anywhere. But you know, I'm happy that we've cashed in rather than you know, let him leave for free because I wasn't on board with that. 25, 30 million, whatever. It was a good deal um, for his age and you know, the contract situation. I'm just very, very confused with the, with the location of where he's gone, and you know, especially now that Villa don't have Grealish. Uh, Kevin, what, what do you think of it? Completely
3: out of the blue. I mean, I'm thinking that maybe that their approaches for James Ward-Prowse might have been a bit of a smokescreen to disguise their surprise bid for for Danny Ings. Is that what you think? Well, I mean, I'm just speculating. But, I mean, they're clearly in dire need of uh, a midfielder to replace Jack Grealish. Um, so Danny Ings isn't the solution to their problem. And we all thought that, you know, the move was going to be Kane to City and Ings to Spurs. Um and the James Ward-Prowse was a bo- move was supposed to fill the hole that Jack Grealish has left. So yeah, it's definitely definitely a surprise. But I mean, I'm not going to harbour a grudge against him. But it does just seem a strange move. He can't be getting that much more at Villa than he would be getting at Saints. No, and so it's does... not as if
0: Saints didn't offer him that. They offered him. To, they said that he could be the you know the biggest, uh, the highest paid player in Saints history. So it just goes to show that he really wasn't interested in signing. He had to get yeah, out and had to I go mean,
3: anywhere. And, uh, it's, you know, it's triply strange because it is his boyhood club. I mean, he would be the king of the scummers this season still. But, yeah, I mean, he's just heart's not in that idea. And I think the preseason's uh, friendlies have kind of shown that he wasn't really doing much uh, for the time that he was on the pitch.
0: Wasn't doing much in the end of last um, season. To
3: be fair. Yeah, so I think if his heart's not in it, then okay, you should move. But yeah, I'm definitely not pleased with it.
2: The exact same amount that they bid for JWP, they bid for Ings, or at least the they they're saying thirty million. But initially we heard JWP for twenty five. Uh, we're seeing it come out to be twenty five plus five for the options for with Ings. Uh, maybe they just got confused. <laughs> and we're recognizing they're like, well, uh, we'll try for JWP, but in, in reality, it's actually for Ings, and they the wires got crossed with whomever the source was, and then everybody just ran with it. So then that's why there's that big smokescreen. So that's my um, uh, that's my Illuminati thought is that they the wires <laughs> got crossed, and so they actually did bid for Ings a while ago, and they didn't bid bid for JWP, but it makes sense that they why they would, um, just because of while. Well, JWP is more of a six, uh, depending on their formation, they're looking like a four, two, three, one. And now they're going to slot over Watkins to the left side and then put Ings up top. It, it all makes sense, but, um, it was completely out of the blue. And I think it's better that way because in terms of, if you said at the end of it, all right, we're going to get 30 million for him. Even if you saw or leading into it, I think the price would have been right. If we knew that he wasn't going to sign for a year, Um uh, I'd say that's fine. It sucks. And the Band-Aid was ripped off. So now we can push past it. And now it's how we're going to be able to uh, pick ourselves up from it. Situation happened. It's done. Let's move on. What
1: can we do next? Tim just said some really good stuff there. Uh, It was certainly ripping the Band-Aid off. I'm still a little just dumbstruck because of all the places Inks could have gone, Aston Villa seems... Like you said, right? It's it's a step sideways for him, and realistically, I don't think if he was going to go to a Champions League team that he would be starting. But it doesn't make sense to me that he would choose Villa over Saints, just with the offers that we've given him already. So, so I'm I'm a little hurt. I'm I do think that it's good. It happened quickly, and it's not being drawn out. So, things doesn't kind of turn sour with. Us and fans, uh, sort of like you're, we're seeing with Harry Kane and Tottenham right now, um, but I, I do wonder about some of the behind-the-scenes things after reading how Grealish has moved a city went and how kind of how open it was with his family and uh, Villa and. and how representative everybody was there. And the Ings deal seems like it was kept so close to the chest that he couldn't even tell his family. That's it right, yeah. Like yeah. he like players on, even, on he, the he, squad didn't even know. And that sort of, that kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth, that, that he would agree to kind of do something that seems really kind of underhanded to me, keeping everybody in the dark like that. Yeah, and
0: Alex, I guess... Well, another thing that angers me, and I'm and I'm trying really, really hard to stay calm about this because you know it, it does it does piss me off. And this isn't new news, right? We we've known for what six plus months that he wasn't going to sign. So what's the plan to replace him? Where is the plan? What what are we doing? We struggled to score goals at the back end of last season with Danny. And if you think we're going to be okay without him, sort it out. Why haven't they sorted this out already? We, were they just waiting for the money i i don't know but because we 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 cannot stay in this league without a natural goal scorer and I'm sorry, Adams and Teller are not good enough, and I don't think um, Adam Armstrong's the answer either. I just don't think it's going to be enough.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> well, we got the money. Can
2: that be one? <laughs> we got the money. Now it's we're gonna we're going to basically have to pay five million pounds over whatever we the person that we were going to co- uh, look for ahead of time. If that's Armstrong at twenty million, which is probably the the figure that um, is going to do it, maybe even some add ons with it. So be it. But you're right. You're looking at basically another Che Adams situation where he can come in and maybe score seven, eight goals. But Danny is a 10 plus goal scorer. So, you know, you're going to have to look at and see and find that diamond in the rough and get, and not only hit, you got to hit, you got to hit with the signing and there's no other choice because if you don't, where are the goals going to come from? You might get a few more here and there spread around, but I, I don't, I don't see it. And, uh, they got the money and now they're going to have to make the action plan. So and they got to do it quick. Uh, but, I don't think they have a plan. That's all. But,
0: like, yeah. but Kev, even without the money, OK, so they can't make a player, make a big money signing without, you know, getting some money for Danny Ings. The moment that Danny Ings says he doesn't he doesn't want to sign this contract, they know what's going on. Of course, they know they know he's not going to sign. They know they're going have to sell him. They know they're not going to let him run his contract out. They know this. The plans should be in place right then. They should be saying, right, OK, we need we need a replacement. Let's get to work. Let's find let's find that diamond in the rough. Do all the work that you have to do beforehand. So the second that Danny Ings goes, your bid goes in. You make that happen and then you get get the deal done before the season starts. We're still sat here waiting for a number
3: nine. Yeah, I mean, maybe the bid took the club by surprise as well. And I think, well, we're not going to. That maybe they were banking on what I was saying that you know there aren't any other big clubs that are interested. Villa come with a bid and they say, um, well, eight million, fine, yeah, go on then, um, and I guess just speed up whatever uh, pot they had on the back burner. Yeah, and it's not going to do them any favours that uh, now that they know how desperate we are for a striker and that we've got 30 uh, million in our back pocket to spend, <laughs> the prices are going to go up, aren't they?
0: That's true. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. true. They're going to they're uh, exploit us a little bit there. But yeah, it's just a, a horrible situation. And I, like Alex has said, I feel I just feel hurt with it. Just that, that it, you know, if, if he had left to go to a bigger club, I mean, it happens all the time. We're used to it. But I, he hasn't. He hasn't done that. And it. I mean, we were talking about it the other day, Kev, that is it is there something going on with him and, and Ralph that he just wanted out so so badly? I mean, I, I don't know, but it's just I'm I'm still hurt from it.
2: I think that yeah. Spurs were never going to be in on it. I don't think that they were going to be able to be able to do it because they're going to they are going to keep Kane. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he took the best opportunity to give them su- him success to get to Champions League. I don't think anybody in the top six were biting on any may- – maybe they threw it a feeler here and there. But he took the chance to get a little bit more of the pay bump, and it's probably his last chance to get into the champ- the Champions League so or at least to get into Europe. I could see them easily getting into the, uh, the Europa Conference League and maybe potentially uh, fifth or sixth with the push now that they have Leon. Le- Le- on Bailey and uh, Buendia, so um, we're gonna. I'll see what happens, but I think he just took the best opportunity to get to the next level, and we were all thinking that was going to be Spurs, and it's not. It's
1: gonna. It was going to be Villa. Maybe also he's kind of recognizing after the the Euros, maybe he's recognizing that Villa is a club that at least gets looked at by Gareth Southgate. Um, you know, because James Ward-Prowse got snubbed, and granted, with Danny's injury problems, he probably didn't deserve to be in the squad above some of the other guys but but maybe in his mind he's thinking well at least guys from villa are going so maybe that's the move that he's considering well southgate used
0: to play for villa didn't he so there you go oh
1: well there you go yeah i don't know if if the stars magically aligned i think the best case scenario we can expect out of this with what I'm reading about Lukaku coming to Chelsea, maybe somehow we get a decent price on Tammy Abraham. But it, I I mean, that is super optimistically thinking. And I they, don't if see they're it gonna, If but.
0: they're going to spend £93 million on Lukaku, they're not going to let Tammy go for, yes. for, for, yeah. for, for peanuts, are they? But yeah, I see what you're saying. It would be nice to get Tammy in. Um, and Adam Armstrong it would be nice to get them both in but I can't yeah.
3: see well, either of them I think it would be decent I mean Tammy would obviously be the much better option as a more proven talent and a long term option to replace Danny
0: well I, I, I I'm going to say it right now I don't think there's anybody else coming in I think but it's just what Ralph has been saying in his, when he uh, spoke about Danny Goen, he said that we have players that can fill in that position. You know, Theo can play up there. Redmond can play up there. We've got Teller that can play up there. So it's like, oh, OK, I know what you're doing. You're you're saying we'd like to get four players. But what that right. really means is we're going to get none. And you're going to utilize players that are playing on attacking midfield and stick them up front and then yep. use Gineppo at left back. That is really what's going to happen right now. But yeah, it's it's a mess. It's a mess. It's it's a wreck, you could say.
2: I think we'll get one in since we've all pre- pretty much always got one signing in right at the last minute. I do think we'll get one now now if that's the Yeah, the 6. Who, yeah, if that's the 6 who can also play as a center back, uh the, it, you're going to get another signing in Re- regard uh, on say that is a full-fledged oh, I would say 98% probability in my opinion so i love her. call me out when this is completely wrong next we're going to get at least one more we're going to at least get one more signing in and hopefully i think it'll be probably two uh and one of them is going to be on loan
0: okay wow i we haven't got as much money to spend on transfers now because there's two and a half million pound investment <laughs> into saint mary's now <laughs> two and a half million i hear yeah uh so a facelift for St Mary's, uh, their plea to deliver first class supporter experience with new jumbo sized screens at each end of the ground. Uh, they will be installed during the October international break. Um, concourse improvements, also larger TV screens, allowing the fans to watch Premier League matches before and after each Saints game. Kiosks to um, increasing the till points by 20 percent. New menus locally sourced. I guess what they're trying to do is make it more London like you know with the with the screens they're also making it more london prices i imagine as well because it's not going to be cheap <laughs> um kev where do you stand on this cosmetic facelift
3: um i don't see anything wrong with it you know yes. improving the match day experience has to be done uh you know, isn't uh, out of this world about money um i never bother buying a pint at half time because you have to wait about 40 minutes to uh, to get a beer, sort That's a lie. Beer. You they always buy a pint at half
0: time. You bought about four last time. <laughs> <laughs>
3: There's no point. You have to leave before first half. The first half finishes to get in the queue. You wait 15 minutes in the queue. You have to down the pint in 30 seconds. It's just not. It's not an enjoyable experience at all. How very English. Queuing and downing. Queuing and downing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they can include that. Include it in the Olympics, is that what you're going
0: to say? Yeah, we definitely want to go to that. <laughs> yes. over there. Um, all, all this means is that we'll have the best-looking stadium and the championship next season, won't we? <laughs> um, because Tim and Alex, right, there's plenty of people that are knocking this, um, saying that it could be spent elsewhere, there's, like leaking roof, there's new seats, players. I don't know how, who you're planning on signing for two and a half million quid these days um, and, and scouting it, et cetera. Um, have you heard of any I mean, do you do you first of all, did you agree with the uh with the facelift or would you rather see the money spent elsewhere?
2: Two and a half million dollars extra. In well, I guess two and a half million pounds. I Pound would figure that's yeah, excuse me. Sorry about that. <laughs> two and a half million pounds is nothing, it's a drop in the bucket when it comes to probably the actual general upkeep that's needed for it. So these were just promoted as an opportunity to spice things up and refresh, which is generally done consistently over a period of time, regardless if you're. It, well, uh, maybe not in, so much in English stadiums, but here in the states, two and a half million to continually update and do new things, that's nothing. So I get it. I feel like they're they're gonna they're doing that in order to get revenue back. so they feel like that'll be an investment going forward, and that with the match day experience and whatever whatever else it might be, um it's just a business it's just a business charge that they yeah. might be able to do outside of the traditional playing aspect Exactly. So, I have no. I've got no problems, no qualms. I, I when they said, oh, t- two and a half million pounds, I was like, that's nothing. Like that's yeah. now if you're now if you're doing a twenty, you know, you're doing a twenty million dollar, twenty million pound upgrade. Okay, so you're gonna basically blow out one of the corners and install these all these different type of new experience stuff. That's a little something. That's a little. That's a massive change. But two and a half million is it's just capital improvements. That's nothing. Yeah, $2.5 is just Fraser Forster's monthly wage.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alex, Alex what did you think
1: of that? Um, I honestly didn't know it was happening, so I don't have oh. a huge opinion on this. Uh, but, I mean, it seems good. I'll, I'll talk about if you're going to source local and sustainable foods and put that on part of your meal menu. That's, that's good. I, I applaud that. Yeah, uh, I like if, it. If you're able to get beer faster and not have a huge queue like what Kevin was just describing, that's that's another plus in my book, too. It's more um, money coming in as well. Yeah. Like, I like mean, Tim if, said, I, it's an I, I'd say take it – at this point, take it out of McCarthy's salary because I think Fraser Forster <laughs> has been earning his monthly wages uh, as a preseason Fraser Forster uh, yeah. displays. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not – when I was there in 2018 – it was not an unpleasant experience, so I can't really say that it'll be that it'll, that it is a waste of money or that it's a good investment. I, I don't really care. Yeah, someone tweeted that they want the money spent on
0: on warm air to be blown in the winter months. For fuck's sake!
1: You know, I grew up outside of Buffalo, and the Bills Stadium doesn't have any. It's an open air thing. You just bundle up. So yeah, it's an outdoor bundle, game. Bundle the fuck you up. You do, yeah. You don't.
0: <laughs> Kevin, is there anything else Um, you wanted to say on this?
3: uh, Well, when you told me this, I said that um, if they want air blown into the stadium, they should get Simon Jordan up as talk sport. (laughs) (laughs) New rules
0: then uh, into this season. Offsides. It will be the benefit of the doubt in terms of, you know, close offsides. And Tim, you'll be pleased to know that thicker lines will be introduced. So you're not going to have that. You know, shirt sleeves, nose hairs, shoelaces that won't be deemed offside anymore.
2: I was right this entire time. Maybe they listen to us. Yes, it's (laughs) I like the concept of VAR being able to determine offsides properly. I like it. I've all as an American, it makes it makes sense to me. But what needs to be done is that there's what you know. Where do you draw the line at? Can you in within the body? And it feel like there's that two millimeter line. It was gross. It was too much. Give the benefit of the doubt. Widen it to a to two inches to two three inches because you're gonna know when somebody is truly offsides and. You should be able to say, "Yep," or "Actually, I can't really tell." It's in that—it's its right in that window of yes or no, and just go from there. Two or three inches makes the difference, doesn't it, Curve?
3: I wouldn't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Numerous goals during the the twenty 2020, twenty twenty one season were disallowed due due to handballs by players in in the lead up to play. Uh, even accidental, but the uh, IFAB have confirmed that accidental handball uh, that leads to a teammate scoring a goal or having a goal scoring opportunity will no longer be considered an offence. However, it is a handball if a player scores in the opponent's goal directly from their hand arm, even if accidentally or immediately after the ball has touched their arm even if accidental.
2: There's two things that need to be done with a handball, it's completely clear, is if your sho- if your arm is above your shoulder and it hits it at any point in time within it, that's a that's a penalty. It, if it, the ball is stopped on the way to a shot within within a shot that is blower or outside or wider than what your sh- your traditional uh, body frame would be that's a penalty. Everything yes. else is going to have that ambiguous and when they say the ball is going to be handed into the goal 100% you can define that that makes perfect sense. Um, and then that accidental handball which definitely happens that's where you're probably going to get a little bit more uproar here and there with the and probably within the first 2 or 3 weeks you're going to see that but it's it's uh, it's, it's going to be clear. It's going to be better. The it's referees not no, but the referee's going to have to use their judgment to,
0: deserve, to, to, to determine the position of the arm in relation to the movement. Um, but, yeah, like you said, it's like it's an also an offense, uh, a handball offense. If a player touches the ball, for instance, moving their hands towards the ball. Um, basically, if they're making their, the player's body unnaturally bigger is, is what they're saying, then uh, yeah, then, then yeah, like, yeah, like Matt Cash yeah. did last season. But, yeah, uh, the new away kit has been launched. Um, you a fan guys?
2: Yeah, yeah, it looks great. <laughs> <Play me football>. <laughs> <laughs> I like. They, they it. did. They That's did a great, a great job response. with three, Yeah, they did a great job with all three kids. I actually think the home
1: is the worst out of the three. Me too.
2: Me too. You know, surprisingly,
1: Ooh. I read rating on. I think it was somewhere on my FootMob app. They rated all the clubs' home jerseys, and Southampton's was number number eight. I think it was. It was in the top ten. Yeah. For for best uh, jerseys. About the sure. first time we've been in the top ten. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: yeah, I think they kind of did what was expected, isn't it? You know, red and white stripes, yellow away it, kit, mm-hmm. um, really cool third kit. I think, you know, nobody can really complain too much about them.
0: No, no, I'm happy. I'm happy with it. Uh, the latest fans forum, it will be a live phone-in hosted by BBC Radio Solent on Tuesday the 10th. Tune in between six 6pm, 6 7pm to catch it. Uh, Kev, you can call in if you wish.
3: Um, that'll be interesting. I will. Sure, I'll get cut off swearing after about ten <laughs> seconds.
0: You would. Um, transfer roundabout, Kev.
3: Let's have a hop on the nauseifying transfer roundabout.
0: Right. Okay. We'll start with. Uh, arrivals this year. So Theo Walcott on a free. Um, Romain Romain Perro from Brest. Oli Lancashire for, uh, is signed from Crew. Sorry, he was assigned to the B team. As a welcome back to him, made his first cool team run. debut back in 2008 nine. Um, and he will offer support and guidance to that team. Um, Dinel, is this how you pronounce it, right? Dinel Simeu. That's what I. Uh,
3: Dinel Simeu. Simio,
0: Simiu, yeah.
3: Uh, to the BT. Um, yeah, so there was a big debate in the Russian chat about how they pronounce it, and they asked me, and I was like, "Oh shit, I'd best give my authoritative um, opinion on it." So I went rooting through all the videos of the uh, Chelsea Academy. So did I. Uh, until I found a little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he looks quite tasty though, from the little highlight. Videos. Yeah, cleared man, a couple really... off the
0: line, didn't he? It was
3: it was looking. Yeah, it it's a real physical presence. it's
0: yes, oh. good. Um, and uh, Tino Livramento from Chelsea, um, five million. And there's a buyback and a sell, back, a sell on clause in that five year deal. Uh, Kev, I'll, I'll start with you, I guess. Um, are you happy with the business? Are, are you disappointed with the business? Or do you feel, I suppose now that uh, Ings has gone, we definitely need more, don't we?
3: Yeah, I think you throw that into the balance, it, it, it doesn't look good. But I think we've made a couple of great little coups um, on the, the youngsters that we've picked up. Uh, there's something going down in Chelsea Academy that they've all come to realize that there's no way they're going to get into the uh, the first team. And Southampton has a proven record of um, giving youngsters the chance to destroy their career in a a (laughs) 9-0 loss uh,
1: to
3: to one of the top six teams. Um, And they they fancied that.
1: It's left me wanting more. Uh, As far as first team players, we've only had two come in. And we've all seen the gaping holes that we need to fill. Uh, No pun intended. Um, (laughs) And they, they, they have like, this is going to keep getting sexual. Sorry. They're just being put pinkies in, you know, it's not, it's not doing its job yet. We still need some, we, we need another number six. We need, uh, you know, an out and out nine now. And who that's going to be in this market, who the fuck knows? Um, but but I agree with Kevin that the 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 youngsters that we we grabbed from Chelsea have been a good bit of business though. So. Yeah,
2: especially after today, I would say that uh, Livermore yeah. look really good. Obviously, things are pretty weak and money in, money out. So they knew that they were going to spend eight to ten million uh, million pounds on uh, Parade because they needed a starting left back. And that was all of the new money that they could spend, so seeing that <clears throat> looking at it uh i we need we need a number nine and we I think we definitely need a six with that could double as a corner uh, as a center back and then potentially even a true left back um backup which I think uh, hot take. Livermento will actually pass up parade and be the starting left-back come November. Mm, right. it, mm, I don't know. I'm not too sure about that.
0: I think I think Perraud's there to stay. So I don't he know. just
3: walks into that team, doesn't
0: he? Yeah, I think so. Um, departures then. Uh, Wesley hoo is <laughs> finally off our books. He's,
1: hey. yeah,
0: he's gone to Bye. Yeah. Uh, Angus Gunn, uh, back to Norwich. Alex Jankovic has gone back home to Young Boys. Uh, Mario Lamina has gone to Nice. Yay! Uh, Callum Slattery has gone to Motherwell. Uh, What else have we got? Who's that other one? Danny Ings, that's it. How did I forget?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: And also, that Danny Ings deal, Liverpool received 20% of the profit we've made due to a sell-on clause, which Liverpool had inserted in 2018. So a good bit of business there from Liverpool. Tim, me and Kev have discussed most of these on the last recording particularly gun and hoot um but you know th- this is good business in terms of getting rid of that shit you know y- you could feel a little bit sad that yankovitz was allowed to leave maybe but i mean he wanted first team football he's going to get that now he's going back to switzerland slattery possibly um but the rest you think it's it's, it's good bit of business to let them, let them go
2: yeah understandable uh i'm probably gonna miss sims more than anybody else uh i think that he had the most opportunities uh, to be able to succeed and do well, and it really stinks. Uh, I think that he could have been that fifth person, that fifth backup, because I don't see ourselves picking up that extra wing. Um, but I, I think they're just going to keep Moy, and they're going to keep LNUC. Um So overall, it's what's needed to be done, and we needed to clear wages, and that's how you did it. Alex? I mean, was there
0: anyone that you were disappointed with leaving? I mean, would you have happily given Lamina another chance, or feel that a move
1: away was the you know the only I, option? I, I was actually excited that Lamina was getting another chance because he's a decent player just with an attitude problem. And then you know he left, and some articles came out that I read saying that he instigated that move, and Haas Noodle was going to give him a, another shot here. So you know what? If that's the case, fuck him. You know, jog on and have a good time back in France um well said
0: (laughs) i I, I would i would have been happy to give him another go to be honest because i say we we're lacking in that it's just more depth in the middle and it's experience right you know but yeah i would i mean i mean i would have been he's got experience in getting relegated from the premier league as well so
1: i guess that being said i don't know that i am excited to see some of the other guys that have stuck around i don't know how i feel about yan valerie being our option at right back behind kyle walker Peters still um, I mean, I know Ralph said that he's looked good in preseason. I haven't actually watched him, so I'm kind of speculating a little bit. But uh, He made it, a couple it, of good tackles
0: today, to be honest, but he also made okay. a couple of mistakes. That You know, it's it's just one step forward, two steps back with him. Yeah, and it's like if you didn't cut it once, are you going to cut it again at and this by, point? By all accounts, at, um, Birmingham, they hated him. Yeah. yeah. Like, I've spoken to some Birmingham fans, and they've said, "EA yeah, is a waste of space, so... <laughs> And he can't make it at Birmingham, then he's not going to make it in the Premier League. Like no offence to Birmingham, but yeah, it's not going to happen. Um, yeah. Players that have been released. Ryan bertrand has gone to Leicester now. Uh, Jake Eskiff, I think he's at Eastleigh, isn't he? Josh Sims is unattached still, I believe. But David Ad- David homer has gone to Sheffield Wednesday. Tommy O'Connor, Burton Albion. Lucas Defici still unattached, as, I'm, as far as I'm aware. Kingsley Latham, he's unattached. Cameron Ledwich, James Morris and Tommy Scott uh, and loaned out. Uh, Kane Ramsey has gone to crew. Um, and he actually played for 90 minutes uh, today in their loss to, I can't remember who, but he got booked as well. But they lost. Uh, what else have we got? Jake Vokins, Ross County. Um, yeah, this is a horrible situation for him, isn't it? Because, I mean, he started twice for them and w- was set to feature in their league opener, but suffered a stress fracture on his yeah. fifth metatarsal, and he's back in Southampton to undergo surgery. Dan Lundaloo uh, has gone to Lincoln after signing a fresh three-year deal, um, and he didn't feature today. Uh, Will he, Ferry, he
1: also has an injury too, from what I read. He's got a hamstring issue. That
0: is why he didn't feature today, then. Well done, because I didn't know that. <laughs> um, and Will Ferry has gone to Crawley, um, and he signed a, two new, uh, a new two-year deal with us and then moved to Crawley on loan. Um, and he came off the bench today in their loss to Hartlepool. So, yeah, all good news, all good news.
1: Yeah,
3: I'm just going to mop up a couple of rumours that are going around. I mean, we've all heard about the usual suspects, the big targets like the Adam Armstrong. Although I've heard that also not only us, but Norwich, Newcastle, Strong's the one that we've been talking about. We're kind of expecting him to come in, but now we know that he's going to have to replace Danny Ings. That was a big boost to Phil, and maybe we'll have to look at something a bit more serious. But um, yeah, I've also Messi. heard that uh, aside from Saints, um, <laughs> Messi, Kane, yeah, just get a lot of them in. Um, yeah, aside from Saints, uh, Norwich, Newcastle, West Ham, Palace, and Watford are all rumoured to be interested. So um, yeah, good luck with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, apart from Tariot, Tammy Abraham and we've all heard the Phil Jones rumour, right? Yeah
0: yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah, please not let that be true. Um, and we're kind of expecting uh, Leicester to put in a bid for Yannick Vestergaard after Wesley has fractured his fibula. Yeah,
0: that's um
3: cool. Putting him out for the season. So, um, yeah. A lot of movement. <laughs> um, but, okay, I've got a little game for you here. And I want no cheating, no Googling. Yeah. Hands in pockets. Okay. So um, the deal is it's a transfer rumour game. uh, And the name of the game is the transfer rumour game. I have 11 players in a rough 11. It doesn't really make a particular formation, but there's 11 players. Okay. Out of these 11, eight of them are real, say real. But these are transfer rumours that I've um, picked up from various sources. But Ray, last last said that i was making some of them up and so this time i have made some of them up um so of the three players that are made up two real players that um there haven't been rumors about and one is not even a real player just made up the player okay um, just so you know yeah, before you get into it that
0: that messy to saints was a complete made up one so don't get excited <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've never even heard of this guy. <laughs> so yeah, you get three points for every uh player that you uh guess right, if they are a real player, and if you guess the one that I made up out of cloth, then you get five points. Oh, alright, okay, I'm up for this. points. Yeah, I'm ready. Number one is twenty three year old goalkeeper Alvaro Fernandez. Number two. Twenty three year old fullback Juan Millar from Real Sociedad. B, 24-year-old Mets centre-back Boubacuyate. At number four, this is going really well, isn't it? At number four, 25-year-old right, right-winger Albert Ellis from Bar Vista. At number five, 24-year-old Vigo attacking midfielder Brais Mendes. At number six, 20-year-old Nice centre-back Flavius Daniel Luc. number seven, 23-year-old Man City player Yangel Herrera. Number eight, 25-year-old Scottish attacking midfielder Ryan Gould from relegated Faranese in Portugal. Number nine, 19-year-old Nice attacker Evan Guaysan from Nice. That's twice. Uh, and number 10, 21-year-old striker Robert Bozenic from Feyenoord.
2: Wow. I think I know.
0: I, I, I think I know one of them.
2: I've got four of them that are. I know that are real. No, I
0: mean I've got one that I know is is made up.
2: Oh. Okay. Okay. I
3: okay.
0: Think, I, I think I've got mine.
3: All right. You can send your answers in the chat, to kind of, or you can send them to me. That'd be better.
1: All right. Sent mine to you too, Kev.
3: Um. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So the results are in. And um, yeah, um, only one of you has guessed <laughs> a single player.
0: Oh my oh, yeah. God.
3: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Ray went for Bryce Mendes, uh, Flavius Daniel uh who sounds the most made up, um, and Evan Guesson. Um, they were all real transfer rumours. Um oh, Alex went him. for. Albert Ellis. um, I was going to go Ellis. Yangel Herrera and uh, Ivan Gerson. Yeah, again, they're they're all real. Um, Tim also went for Mendes and uh, Daniel Luke, but he also chose uh, Juan Millar, who isn't a real player at all. Ah! Do you know what? He's the one I made up.
0: I I was looking at him and I thought, I've heard of him. I've heard of him. He's got to be real. That was the one I was going against.
3: <laughs> ah, well don't, Tim. It's just the the names of these players are so ridiculous that. Um... <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I thought it's, that number you six. Just put
3: one that's like John Smith from Celtic. And they're like, oh yeah, no, of course, oh, yeah, I've of him.
0: I, I, I could, yeah, number six has got you written all over it. So that's the one I thought was fake.
3: That's amazing. I'm just looking at um, Alex's uh, list. That he's written.
1: Yeah, my spelling. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty impressed. Pretty impressive. I'm, I'm not too fast. Yeah. Just going by <laughs> phonetics. Ah, <laughs> hmm. oh, Okay.
0: Is that over now? Can we move on?
3: Yeah, for, for at least until the January transfer window, yeah.
0: Okay. Right. Uh, Saints B. They played AFC Totten and won 4 uh, 1. Kazima Legby, a trialist, scored two, and Will Ferry. Um, and they played Salisbury FC and won 2-1 Kasim Legby again with his second of uh, pre-season, So 100% for them. Uh, and the women, uh, Kira Watling of Charlton is the third summer signing, by the way. So I just want to put that in there. Uh, won 18-1 over Southampton women's. I'm not going to go for all their scorers because it's ridiculous. Um, and they also beat Lewis uh, 1-0 Rosie Parnell with that goal. Uh, and they play their final preseason game tomorrow against London City Lionesses. Um, and the first team, 4-0 win at Cardiff. Walcott, Gineppo, Adams with two. Uh, a 3-1 win at Swansea. Celisu uh, own goal. Teller, Redmond and Armstrong. So that was seven goals in two games. A really good start to preseason. Um, and then the return at St. Mary's against Levante. They won 1-0. Uh, Kyle Walker Peters with the goal. Did anyone watch that game? Because as I said before, my head wasn't really in that, to be honest. And um, yeah, I was just, I was longing to be back at St Mary's, but with the Danny Ings news, that was it, you know.
1: I watched enough to see that
0: goal. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that was,
3: that was uplifting. I saw just that goal, and yeah, um, Kyle, Kyle's footwork on, on that goal was just in, incredible.
0: It was very good, very good finish. Um, and then today, uh, Saints won Athletic Club or Athletic Bilbao 3, um, not a great game. Did anyone watch this one?
1: Uh, again, not much. <clears throat> I saw, no. I think, Athletic's second goal, and then uh, the stream cut off. Same thing.
2: Uh, um, I caught, basically, the second goal of uh, Bilbao, and they, the, screen, the stream cut off right after halftime. Oh, that's, a, that's a shame.
0: Yeah, a lot of people were saying that the stream was out. But, um, yeah, Mikhail Veska, uh i'm gonna butcher this one kev acr via and uh bednarik own goal uh, walcott pulled one back at just after half time when we were two down uh, a lovely lovely assist from new boy uh, tino Livramento. i don't know if you've seen this one guys but it was his first touch he's got like won the ball looked up and, and it's put the assist through to walcott and it was a good finish um, but yeah, for me, that was the best bit about the game was watching him come on at, at halftime.
2: Yeah, we saw we caught the highlights there. On uh, we can catch the highlights on Southampton's Instagram page. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's good, good, good. In that number! This is Klaus Lindelof, and you are listening to In That Number.
0: OK, so there's a few pressing matters that are weighing me down before the start of this season. Um, it's just going to be me and Tim for the rest of it, because uh, Kevin is on holiday still and um, we don't want to bother him with it anymore. So me and Tim are just going to take you through the rest of this. Um, we've already discussed the uh, the Danny situation and situation and the replacement. Um, and we've said that, you know, without one, we, 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 we all fear the worst, really. And we're, we're lowering our expectations. But news uh, surfacing recently that we have had a bid accepted for Adam Armstrong for around 15 million quid. So, yeah, that's great. What do you think of that, Tim?
2: Uh, I think that's the best we're going to be able to do. Uh, That's basically a proven goal scorer in the championship. Uh, He's been one of the top alongside Tony there. And I think that's uh, honestly the best. So, let's hope he's able to bag ten goals coming in, and if he's able to hit ten uh that's could be it could mean our safety,
0: yes, and um there's another one that could be uh coming in as well,
2: yeah, Armando Broja from Chelsea on a loan deal another Although, Chelsea one, another yeah challenge. we'll just be the uh we'll be the Chelsea v team for them Probably. if that's what if that's what it takes then so be it. Uh, They've got a few few number of good players in their academy system. So some of them's bound to end up being Kevin De Bruyne or Romelu Lukaku, where they'll end up buying them back for £100 million later.
0: One thing that I did think about, we're going to have two Armstrongs in the team now. So one of them's going to have to have A Armstrong, one of them's going to have to have S Armstrong. But in the purpose of recording, we're going to have to call one Stuart and one Adam but then we've also got an Adams. So this is gonna get really confusing now.
2: Well let's get some nicknames. We'll get that to get that figured out. Maybe Stewie. we just call him
0: Stewie and yeah. then Adam well we just well, Muck Adams. There you go. There you uh, go. Uh Yannick Vestergaard, this situation isn't going anywhere and now it's it's coming around that um he's well, he's keen on a move away now to Leicester. It's it's kind of what we what we expected though, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, if he wasn't gonna sign We were going to sell him, and a lot more people had closer ties to Ings because of the local boy and the fact that he's just absolutely killed it the last three years overall. Uh, Vestergaard finally, in last year, lived up to his price tag, where the previous two years he wasn't as good, albeit I think he was still pretty good, Uh, just that 20 million pound price tag that he had initially when he came over from uh, BMG from Germany. Um, so if he's to leave I think that the club and the fans are going to be not really upset about it but let's hope we don't get shafted on deal and we can get a fair market value so if he comes in and we sell him for the same amount that we got him from for BMG I think that's you know you could say you got three three years of Vestigard just paying his wages and didn't have to pay for a thing uh, after selling him for the same price I think that's a that should be what we're looking for at a minimum, and then anything else bonus from, is anything else after there is a bonus.
0: Yeah, I still I still think that we need to replace him as well because I mean yes, Salisu, Bednarek, it doesn't really fill me with a lot of confidence, but yeah, it could surprise us. Who knows? We'll
2: we'll, um, they'll, we'll need another one after him. They need needs a course. fourth choice. They'll need a fourth choice center back, and then Simu is going to probably be that fifth choice. Slotted in there just in just in case anything happens, and then the um the gentleman who used to be in the uh, who just recently signed who's in his thirties who was there to play for the b team and coach him up Ollie uh, i guess yeah yeah he could he can be all he can be our sixth uh sixth center back yeah excellent
0: um and another thing is the goalkeeper situation uh, towards the end of the season, Ralph was you know subbing them in and out you didn't know who was gonna start one game to the other. Doesn't look like the situation's resolved itself in the off season because he's been switching them around uh, in preseason. Also, um, but what, what do you what do you think is going to happen in the upcoming season in regards to Forster and McCarthy?
2: I don't think he's going to be able to make a clear choice until the end of September. I, I don't. I think he's going to be dancing around. I think that he'll have kind of like a main main selection uh, of back and forth, but then eventually after that September, uh, the late September, he'll have a a main selection. I think right now Forster has been pretty good in the preseason, so we'll go from there and find out uh, what his choice is. But I, I don't know. It's it's completely fifty fifty to me, and I don't think anybody knows. Maybe not even him. Still
0: hasn't changed, does it? But you know, if you were the manager, who would you be playing in the Everton game?
2: <laughs> See, that's the thing is, I'm not the manager. I don't have to make mm. that choice. It's really so hard. Know. Uh, no, I also need to think about long term because Forster's been on a six year contract for, what is it, sixty seventy thousand 70,000 pounds a week, and he's probably not going to want to play here again next year. So mm-hmm. if I want to give, if I want to think of it like that, McCarthy's more likely to sign long term, and I want him to be better. So yeah. I don't mind having Forster on the bench. Uh, I think he's a great guy. I think he, has been through a lot. I think it's been fantastic for him to be come back and be a part of the team after being gone at Celtic for a couple of years. Same thing with Elianusi. Um But I, if I want one person to succeed, I want it to see be McCarthy because I think he wants to be here and I think he wants to be the number one. And I think he's the more of the long term approach and solution.
0: At the moment, I think Forster is edging it. Um, right, we're going to do a little over under game. Last year we did this. Um, at the start of the season. So we're going to do it again. Um we have got Kevin and and Alex's answers here. Okay, so I'm going to give you a, a a subject and I'm going to tell I'm going to give you a number and you're going to tell me whether it's over or under. Okay, so Shea Adams goals this season. I'm going to give you 10. Over or under? Uh,
2: I think he's going to hit 10. So I think if we we're playing that uh the push game, otherwise I think it'll be I'm going to give I'm going to give him over. I'm going to feel confident in him.
0: Okay.
2: Well,
0: I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under 10. I mean last season he got 9. I think it's around that mark again. So I'm going to say I'm going to say under. Um Kevin is going over. He's being optimistic. James Ward-Prowse assists. I'm going to give you 8 over or under.
2: Uh I'm going to go with under.
0: I'm taking under 2 and so is Kevin.
2: Uh Alex is taking over. Oh, okay. Optimistic there.
0: Oriol Remeu, yellow cards. <laughs> Always a good one. I like this one. I'm I'm going to give you seven
2: uh, under.
0: I'm going under two. Um, and Kevin is going
2: over. Alex is going over as well.
0: I think he was injured for a lot of it. He got seven last season, and he was injured for a bit, wasn't he? So I'm sure he would have picked up more than seven. But uh. well,
2: yeah, that's the same. It's a cop out for Adams too. He could, you know, he could be out for three months of the year, and they're sure as hell not going to get over ten goals. So the odds are probably more in his favor to not get ten goals.
0: Yeah, this is true. Yeah, um, team red cards. I'm going to give you three.
2: Uh, I'm going with under. I think they'll get 3. I think they got 3 this last year. Um but Indeed. I'll take I think it's going to be 2 or 3. So, I'll take I'm, the under.
0: I'm going over. I think they're playing dirty this year. I'm going to go over. Um Kevin is going under.
2: Alex is going over.
0: Yay, hey, nice Alex.
2: Who's going to okay. be the uh, who's going to be the unlucky soul that's going to get uh, a red card in the first 20 minutes of a game?
0: I'm going to say it, right? Ramey is going to get sent off for the first time in his career this season. He's going to have it.
2: I'm going to go with uh, KWP is going to go in and be upset uh, that he got a red card. It completely accidentally, and then Livermento is going to slot himself into the team. salisu has got a red card in him as well, by the way. Oh, <laughs> he's... Oh, that's... He's got two. Yes.
0: <laughs> he could have two, yeah. yeah. Um, goals in total this season. I'm going to give you forty five. 45. Uh, I'm going under. I'm going under too. Um, Kev is going under.
2: Alex is under. I think we're all under.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a good reason for
2: that. Um, goals against 65. Uh under,
0: I'm going under, and Kev's going under. I think it's just because of those nine nils. Well, especially the nine nil last year, but 68 conceded. So I'm gonna, yeah,
2: me and Kev are going under. Alex says under as well. Nice, that's good. Uh, points in the Premier League, 43. Uh, under, I think we're going to be somewhere around like 38 to 40.
0: Yeah, I'm going. I'm going the same. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say under. I just think, yeah, maybe 39, something like that. Uh, Kevin is also going under.
2: Alex is the optimist of the team, and Love he it. is going over. <laughs> He's great. I think he was just going. I think he was just going over, though.
0: Okay, okay. Um, this is an interesting one. Uh, Michael Oberfemi starts now. Last season, he didn't have any starts, but because Ings is gone and I, I think he's going to rotate. Even if I um, Armstrong comes in, I still think he has more than eight starts in him. So I'm going
2: to go over eight. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to take under now. Uh, I did don't you, think that's. I, you I said go, over last. You time. Go
0: over last time. Okay. No, yeah, I'm still I'm still going to go over. No, this, is all, this is all competitions, by the way. And if we have a cup run.
2: No, I still. Well, you have treat, right, eight. eight is a lot. He might have like five or six, but so I'm going to take. Uh, now with uh, now with two coming in, I was expecting one. I did not when they when they said two uh, two coming in. There's there's a reason he's coming in. So uh, Obafemi will be the fourth, and then I think Long is going to get shipped out to a championship side.
0: We'll, we'll be championship side next year. So uh, Kevin's going under. He's with you.
2: And Alex is over.
0: Alex is over as well. Oh good. Okay. Uh, James Waprow's goals six
2: uh over he is going to be our penalty kick taker so fine that's the uh i think he would not get over without penalty kicks so.
0: you know what i said over and i wasn't even thinking about
2: penalties but uh, i was just being optimistic you, you know he's got
0: a couple of free kicks in him
2: mm-hmm. of course um, he does
0: yeah uh, open play goals he's got he's got a few in him I, i'm i'm going over um kevin is also going over
2: yeah. Bold prediction. Let's have JWP hit the Olympic goal uh, off the corner. <laughs> Let's if he's going to hit one of those, it'll be it. It would be amazing. Bold prediction right there. And Alex is taking over. Uh, all going over. Brilliant. Musa um, Chinepo goals two uh, over. If, if it's especially for all comps, I think he'll get some good playing time. Uh, in the, he's going to get, get playing
0: time at left back. So that two goals is probably, for a left back, it's going to be quite a lot. But I'm still going to go over because I think he is going to be utilized in that left left attacking midfield role. So I'm going to go over, as is Kev. He's got to go over too, surely. Mm-hmm. Alex is going over. Good man. Uh, lastly, Roman Pero assists. Now, he got seven in League 1 last season. So that was great, and he was like named in Liga Team of the Season because his assists and his work rate was incredible. I don't know if he's going to be able to, you know, replicate that in the Premier League. So five assists is probably a little bit too much in his first season. So I'm going to go under. Yes, yeah, sl-
2: slightly under here. I'd think right around three, three or um, four, yeah, three or four. If it's all comps too, uh, it's it'd be pushing five, but I'll take under. Yeah, I think Kev, yeah, Kep's going under also, and so is Alex.
0: Okay, right now we're going to do the predictions for the whole season. So, position, <laughs> where are Saint's going to finish this year, Tim?
2: Uh, well, the signing of Armstrong impending, I feel a little bit better, but unfortunately, I still I still think they're going to get relegated. I do. I do. And anything anything not being relegated is a considered a success. So I think they'll be. 18th
0: i've got that too i think yeah me and you agree on that i think we're both going 18th um kevin is going slightly worse than last year 16th but
2: he reckons we will survive and alex is the resident optimist of the group he is 14th wow i love it i do i just wish i had that optimism
0: uh top scorer I'm um, I'm gonna go, even though Adam Armstrong is coming in, um, I'm still gonna say Shay Adams.
2: Uh I'm taking not currently on the team. You're still uh, gonna so,
0: take not currently on the team. Wow.
2: So that that could be that would be Armstrong. Oh, okay. Uh, right. That would still technically be Armstrong and but I, I'm getting the, I'm taking the plethora in case Broha comes out and scores as yep. a target target man. So you're so taking gonna, two, okay? <laughs> I, I get, I get the opportunity to two, but not currently on the team. Okay. So, um, Kev's actually siding with me. He's going for uh, Shay also. I can't believe it. This is this is the craziest and the worst prediction out of all of them. So sorry, I don't Alex, I don't know. His top scorer is Nathan Redmond.
0: Hey, if you know he had that season a couple of years ago where I mean he had a really, really poor season a few years back and then the season afterwards he was our top scorer. Yeah. So it's not that bold. I don't think it's as bold as, 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 as it could have been. You know, I mean he could have said
2: Coolcott. I think he's going to be fantastic next year when he plays in the championship for us. I think he's. I think he's going to bag like 14 goals, and he's he's going to bounce us back right after the you know and, and be one year down and, want, and pop us back one year up, and he's going to be the savior. And the people are going to say, well, he's good enough for the championship, but he's not good enough for the Premier League, and you're yeah. going to call him like a Dominic Solanke or a Mitrovic or people who are or. You know, people that thrive in in, in the championship. They need,
0: they need a league in between, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, Alex, I'd love um Nathan Redmond to, to, to come out this season and just start firing him in, but I don't know. But let, let's hope it happens. Champions, who's winning the league?
2: City, question mark? Yeah, City. Uh, take, I, they're going to run away with it. Yeah, I,
0: I think so too. But Kevin does not. Kevin thinks Chelsea are going to win the league.
2: Uh, honestly, I would prefer it at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't care. But, yeah, it doesn't bother me. Whoever wins the league, it really doesn't. Um, What about Alex? Who's he he picking? He's taking Man United. Another bold prediction, and they've spent some money. So, uh, yeah, definitely definitely a a, a risky one there, Alex. Uh, Top four. So, I'm going – you got this right last time, so, you know, pressure's on you. I'm going to go City – Chelsea, Liverpool, United.
2: Last year, I had the bull. You guys laughed at me when I said Manchester United for second place, and I was like, no, they're going to do great. They're going to do great. Nope. Uh, Yes, the City, United, Chelsea, Liverpool uh, in that order.
0: City, United, Chelsea, Liverpool. Okay. Um, And Kevin is going Chelsea, City, United, Liverpool. Which. (laughs) Mm, Liverpool fourth,
2: okay, that's fine Alex has got United, City Liverpool, Leicester
0: Oh Wow, they've got a new defense with Bertrand and Westergaard <laughs> uh, Relegation I'm not, no, in no particular order because, I, I, well, I am I think Norwich will finish bottom of the league, I think Watford are going down with them and I think Saints also, sadly, I, I, I mean I hope I'm wrong, but I, I can see Norwich, Watford and Saints
2: so I've got Norwich, Burnley, and us. Burnley. Oh, okay. I I picked Palace last year, but <clears throat> you can't bet again. It's a Roy Hodgson team, apparently. Uh, I'm gonna. My bold prediction for going down is is Burnley. I think no signs will finally catch up to them. And your your first sacking of the season. I think you said the other day that uh,
0: Patrick Vieira was going to go.
2: Patrick Vieira is going to go. Um, yeah, he's probably going to be the one. Uh, realistically, everyone should always bet on the Watford manager since they tried yes. <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, it's got to be. The Kev's going Norwich, Palace, and Watford, but I will confirm that.
0: Um, Champions League, PSG. I think all four of us are going PSG.
2: Yeah,
0: I think especially with Messi on the way. I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that's what their decision is. Like, well, Messi's there, and that's they it. might they might keep Mbappe for a year as well.
0: Yeah, they could have a yeah. A uh, very very strong side this year. Watch out, Europe. Um, it was getting promoted.
2: Bournemouth is going to be on the one of the main spots. I think West Brom will come back, and then Swansea will will come up via the playoffs. I think Cardiff are going up
0: in the playoffs. I don't rich. think
2: Cardiff. I don't think Cardiff's going to be great.
0: I think they'll be all right. I think they'll be fine. Um, and I've got West Brom and Fulham going up with them. I think Fulham will probably oh, West Brom will win the league. Uh, Fulham will be second. Cardiff will will finish sixth in the league and then go up. I just have a feeling. Right. Okay. So there's our bold predictions. We'll um we'll check in with that uh towards the end of the season. Uh, and also we're going to do a our championship draft, aren't we? But we'll um we won't do that live on on the podcast. We'll just do that amongst ourselves. So Saturday, <laughs> here it is. Start of the season. Everton at Goodison Park. Tim, fill us in.
2: All right. So. Off to a new season this year. Uh, the biggest thing we need to know about Everton is their change of manager. Carlo Ancelotti is now back off to uh, Real Madrid for the second time. As he's off there now, uh, Rafa Benitez is slotted in, and some Liverpool fans think that's probably the worst thing in the world. Uh, now that he's coached uh, and managed both Liverpool and Everton, which I think is the first since the 1800s out of all things, uh, crazy to think about, but Rafa is on his, for, on his fourth Premier League team that he's managed previously. He's managed both, uh, well, Chelsea as a stand in manager, Liverpool for six years, and then most recently Newcastle. So, uh, along with the other acquisitions that they got going on, uh, we've got Andrews Townsend, Townsend from on a Free from Crystal Palace, Damari Gray, uh, from Bayer Leverkusen for just a couple uh, million pounds, Asmir Begovic as a backup keeper coming from Bournemouth, and then they've got three other players returning from loan uh, that we'd probably think about or kind of just put in the back burner. So we've got Moise Keane, who's going to be really upset and probably not be brought back to PSG, bring, sing, seeing that uh, Messi's on his way. Chek Tosin and John Joe Kenny, who avoided, is avoiding the dumpster fire known as Celtic at the moment. Uh, so going through with what, who they've lost this past offseason, uh, Carlos Ancelotti obviously has left. Uh, Bernard is off to the Saudi Arabia League. Theo Walcott is now on this one team called the Saints. I think we're familiar with them. That's it. Uh, Josh King, who barely played, they got they got him in the offseason in the January window. Uh, he is now with Watford. And then Richarlison will not be back for the next month or so. Uh, he was off doing his best uh, Pele impression in the Olympics in Tokyo and just mm. recently won uh, the gold medal alongside the Brazil – with the Brazilian men's national team over there. So congrats to Brazil, um, but he will not be anywhere near – uh, Liverpool to, uh, next week. And if he That's is, good. he's, he's going to be jet lagged and or hung over all at the same time.
0: I still fancy his chances against the Saints defense though.
2: <laughs> 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 half a, half asleep and, yeah, put him yeah, in. It's It's fine. <laughs> uh, last season, they finished 10th at 59 points. Their best goal scorer was Dominic Calver-Lewin at 16 goals. Uh, assists Dean had seven. Uh, he did not have any goals, but he had seven assists, which is fantastic even for being out for about six weeks. And in October 25th, we beat them 2-0. And on March 1st, we lost to 1-1-0. Uh, so a little bit about what to expect from Rafa. Uh, he's got a really strong defensive formation and is a proponent for zonal marking. So for us, looking at that, he's been very strong in his rigidity with his formations and hopefully because he hasn't had a whole lot of time or a full off season to be able to work with his team. Uh, this is an opportunity for us to exploit them in their back line before they get settled in because if we saw anything from Newcastle, the rigidity of the back line is where they start at. So to me, we got to get after him, get after him quick and hopefully um, McAdams and well, probably Tella, who's going to be starting up top with him, uh, will be able to run past them. So you've got Michael Keane, Jerry Mina, and Godfrey, who is going to be solidifying really that the defensive portion of the back three with Dina going forward on the left side. Uh, but his formation is looking at as a four-two-three-one, and he won't change that. I don't think he's going to go anywhere near. We're going to know what to expect from him. And we need to figure out how to be able to play against that type of formation, um, and hopefully that they haven't, like I said, they haven't been drilled in yet. Uh, the challenge is to be able to get past it. So, what they're looking like for ex- form- formation from them is you've got uh, Pickford and Goal, Godfrey, Keane, Mina, and Dean in the back line, Alan and Gomez as your the two in the in the of the midfield two. Townsend, Decoré, and I'm going to go with either a Woby or Damari Gray. I'm just probably going to go with a Woby as the starting uh, outside, and then and then DCL is going to be back. He while well, he was gone with the England team, uh, he did not play very much, so he's probably well rested uh, from that. He had a well rested off season despite being with the England team for the Euros, and seeing with DCL, he's going to be their danger man. He's going to thrive in Rafa's system. Uh, if we ever saw, remember Solomon Rondón playing for him there, he was—he's going to be Rondón on steroids. He's going to work his tail off. He fits <laughs> well for the system. Uh, he's just going to be a good choice at 8.0 in fantasy league. Uh, Tim's fantasy tips right there, yeah. and uh, yeah, and then how are we going to set up against them? Uh, formation doesn't change. McCarthy Forster, it, it's a complete toss up. Can't tell who's who or what's going to happen. But I'll go with Forster, uh, KWP, Bednarik, Salisu. I think Vestergaard rumors are going to be heating up, so I think he'll be held out or he'll be out just on the bench. Perro will be starting left back. Uh, JWP is coming back from. I think they're holding him out, but. Seeing the airman he is, I think he's going to be back in. And Romeo alongside him. Uh, Armstrong, A. Armstrong, not, or I'm sorry, not Adam Armstrong, uh, Stuart Armstrong is going to be, uh, it, Stuart Armstrong and Walcott will be starting. And then you've got Tella and Adams up top. Superb. Um, right, okay, so we're going to go into predictions. Um, one thing I will say is that
0: I think it's a good time to be playing Everton right now because, you know, there's the bit of unrest with James Rodriguez. Um, not really want to be there right now. And as you said, that Richarlison's probably not going to be anywhere near the team. Um, and they just lost uh, their last preseason game 4-0. Uh, all right. It was against Man United. But, you know, looking at the team that they had out for that, it was pretty, you know, a really strong team. You know, like Pickford, Coleman, Godfrey, Keane, Dina, Decore, Allen, Townsend, Rodriguez. Uh, they got no Calvert-Lewin. But other than that, it was a pretty pretty strong team that they had out and they got you know shat on by United really so if there is a good time to be playing them is it now or you know should we just not really pay much attention to pre-season because you know it's just all about fitness really isn't it but I mean I still think they're going to have enough too much for us you know being at home as well new season new manager wanting to impress them I think they're going to be too much for us and I say Everton are going to win two 0
2: I think we'll 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 actually play somewhat okay. Uh, I don't. I think we're going to be able to expose them just a little bit here and there. I still don't think we're going to win though. I think Rafa is going to set them up to succeed, and while well, albeit he'll put bring them in prediction wise to be around tenth to thirteenth, he's not he's not going to. Be complete. he's not going to be a complete degenerate. Rather, he's going to do decently with them and he's going to keep them as is, status quo in terms of the, the table. But looking at 2-1, 2-1 loss, unfortunately. Okay,
0: that's fine. Well, it's not fine. Kevin is also going for a 2-1 uh, Everton win. But Alex, like ever the optimist, he, he keeps on doing it. Uh, I love you, Alex. It's great. Uh, he's going for a 1-1. He thinks we can get a point at Goodison. So I... I Yeah, I hope this can happen. But yeah, so that is our predictions. And I think that is about it for the season preview. Um, I do want to say about buy me a coffee. If you if you like the work that we do, you think it's good, you think it's worth it. Just, you know, chuck a pint at us. Yeah, we really, really appreciate it. It's um, all the people that have done it so far. Thank you. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, And also our Fantasy Premier League. You can join that. We'll put the link up on the show notes. Um, And there's Super 6 as well. If you wish to join that, you can find that on our Instagram. It's probably on our Twitter as well somewhere. But yes, other than that, we will be back um, back to normal on Sunday. After the Everton game and we'll preview the Manchester United game, which is going to be at St. Mary's. So, yes, my thanks to Kevin, who joined us earlier on his holiday, uh, and Alex, of course, and his optimism.
2: And, Tim, thank
0: you for uh, for coming back again.
2: Of course. Happy to be here, and hopefully the season is not as bad as we're expecting. We just
0: need it. We need it. Everybody needs it. So, yes, um, until next week, up the Saints. Up the Saints.
2: Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Open my Southampton
1: Sport Social Podcast network.